0: We're taking a look at the history of Street Fighter characters that have been banned from tournaments, which, by our account, has happened about three and a half times over the years. Plus, Catalyst ranks the entire Street Fighter V roster based on how easy or difficult characters are to play, all in this week's episode of and Block.
1: Alright, welcome back to another episode of Event Hub's Talk and Block. I am John Catalyst Green, with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello,
0: hello. We are talking about the banned characters of Street Fighter this week, but before mm. we do that, we are closing in on our goal of having a million subscribers. Uh, we're at about 8,900 and something right now, so if you guys could help yep. us get to that goal of one million, go ahead and uh, psycho crush the uh, like button, give us a subscribe, and uh we're going to talk like I said about banned characters. There aren't as many as you might think over the history of Street Fighter. And uh, as I count and, and it was kind of kind of hazy and I'm sure that there have been instances where communities are like, "I don't understand Rufus," so he's banned in Street Fighter 4 or something along those lines. I'm that, that this is not that. This is like not necessarily community-wide, but major swaths of the community agreeing that a character was not viable for a tournament. Um, and I, as I count, there's about three and a half of them. I came down at 3.5 banned characters in Street Fighter history. And uh, I guess we can jump right into it. I'll go with the uh, most obvious yeah. one. I think the most people know about this one. This is Akuma in Street Fighter 2, um, specifically Street Fighter 2 Super Turbo. And he was a hidden character that you uh, people get a blast back to the past because it's important to understand that this was a different time. A lot of what we're going to see here in this discussion about why a character would be banned is sort of not a thing anymore, antiquated. Um, And now the most obvious here is that the character would be just too powerful and thus become something of a black hole on the character select screen where the whole rest of the game doesn't matter because if you pick this character, they're going to be so much more better. Quote uh, (laughs) Jack Sparrow, Mm -hmm. much more better Mm -hmm. than everyone else. And uh, this is going to become an an Akuma Fest if you allow him to be the character in in the game that, or be a playable character. And uh, so at first, no one knew he was in the game, right? And then if you beat the game without losing a round, I think it was, then he would pop out, kill M. Bison, and then you would fight him. And he'd be really good because he's designed to be really good. He's not designed, that's the thing here, he's not designed to be a competitive character. He's designed to be God mode, all right? So. Right there. Um, but then people figured out that you could actually enter a code on the character select screen by highlighting, what was it? Ryu, T-Hawk, Kami, back to Ryu, and then you press start. A
1: code that Capcom definitely had to give out there, because no oh, one in yeah. the heck was going to figure that thing out. Like the Capcom's like, okay, here's how you do it, and they give it to some players, and then it got out word about. mouth right. from there. But yes, it's a pretty insane code. But you
0: can imagine how that would have progressed in the day. First, oh, there's rumors of this character. Oh, there he is. Oh my gosh. He's been there the whole yeah. time. And then yeah. you can play it as him, that would have been so exciting and fun and cool, and, and I think we kind of experienced it to a degree, depending on how old you are, how long you've been playing these games, but uh, that's just not really a thing anymore, right? Because of how stuff is done today. Anyways, uh, when people started playing Amazon, they really realized that just he was designed to be god mode and john you yeah. kind of went through this so i have a list of things that i could talk about um i think the biggest thing was his air fireball was a good place to start but you lived through this tell me about akuma and why he was so broken in st
1: uh it, mostly the air fireball because the the game was not designed around characters being able to counter that like they there was basically no counter for it, it was like it, the the akuma tradition is like having it be like plus 1 billion on hit or block and, and if you could kind of get the air fireball out there and set it up and, and do it it just basically destroyed most of the cast members like i don't even know if zangief had a counter to it at all mm-hmm. you know like he had green hand in that game but like that did not cover the air so it, the the characters just weren't designed around countering it he was basically god mode as you said um almost entirely broken the damage that everything he did was ridiculous yes and so it's yeah. they just, just take character.
0: the the frame data which a lot of us are familiar with now well not so much back in the day that was not commonly known you know information it wasn't just out there but you basically tweak it all up his recovery is i think he could lock you down with red fireballs because the startup was so quick and the and his recovery was so quick but you would still lock you into blocks then so if he was close enough to the corner i think he could just lock you down with air, red fireballs and such um he could he had demon setups where you could not escape them at all like he would just, you'd get into a block stun. I think it was like after Roundhouse. And then if he did Demon, you didn't have time to escape it. He would just basically block, block combo you into Demon. Um, so it was just goofy. And he had special juggles. Uh, David Serlin, who was the head designer of HD Remix and very much a Street Fighter 2 player, um, his quote here, it says uh, regarding Akuma, he's not just the best. He's miles and miles and miles above the rest of the cast. He was never intended to be fairly balanced in ST and it shows. So he was actually... And Serlin was the... Like I said, the lead designer on HD Remix. Really spent time trying to, quote-unquote, make Akuma the 17th character. Because he was just... As I said, he was banned. He just, you couldn't play as him for obvious reasons. And they did so much to him. And he says, you know, we made him way, way weaker, in all caps. And yet it was very quickly discovered that even in HD remix, when Akuma was significantly tuned down, there were still issues. Uh, Die was famous for discovering those pretty quickly and going on a tear when that game was in, um, uh, you know, what kind of competitive circulation shortly after it came out. And he still had an air fireball trap, where even if you blocked the air fireball, he could go into demon and 25% of the time you could jump out, but 75% of the time you were just getting demoned for blocking an air fireball. Now, by today's standards we live in this time where you can where developers can go in an emergency patch and even if there is something that's kind of egregious well you're only waiting a few months for things to get updated and that's going to go away it's just a very different time so that's still how things work in hd remakes and st and akuma still very much banned um and again just he's, he's designed to be the super boss god character and that's what he always was So yeah, I mean Street Fighter 5 players are are looking at that (laughs) character and going I don't see a problem. It's fine all right. You, what, it took, it took issue, all right it took all of six <laughs> minutes for cammy to come up all right and cammy was uh, one of the worst in st right <laughs> yeah. she's one of the worst characters there
1: yeah she she's like uh, she might be the hands down worse actually it's like her like you know some people say um like t-hawk and stuff it just kind of depends but cammy's really bad Again. In that game. except for one of the things about cammy is i, I think it's her like um jump uh, medium puncher or whatever it's ridiculous and, and Dalsum's a top tier character and that like move like blows Dalsum up like left and right and so she's got some really interesting matchups where she does super well Uh, but cammy back in the day was actually a terrible character
0: different times different times okay so now we jump to our next character is a similar story to akuma in super turbo and hd remix but this is gil in street fighter 3 again (laughs) literally like Mm -hmm. a god character a boss character that was not intended to be playable not intended to be competitive and indeed he wasn't as far as i understand it available to play in the arcades initially but third strike was such a successful game uh (laughs) in the competitive realm that when street fighter 4 sort of brought things back For the fighting game community, we entered that kind of golden age. Street Fighter 3 was brought back to and ported to home consoles. It was, uh, you know, there's Street Fighter 3 or Third Strike Online. And then more recently, we got the uh, 30th anniversary collection. You can play Third Strike there. Now Gil, be- yeah, it was
1: in the um, Street Fighter 3 was on the 25th anniversary, which had Third Strike and then Hyper Street Fighter. Mm. Uh, so before Street Fighter 4, actually, and that's what most people are playing on, like the original Xbox uh, console and then I guess PS2. Uh, and um, the online play was there. Uh, it did not have rollback code. It was input delay. And then uh, if you beat the game with every character, you could just go. And I think you hit like down on the character select screen uh, at the very bottom of it, and then Gil would be selectable.
0: Yeah, one and one of them he was he below was Alex, broken. and then the other one he was between Yon and Yang, um, something like that. But point- point I is go. you could play you as him Now i don't think yeah. you can in the 30th anniversary i think they got rid of that as far as i understand it. i hope so but yeah. uh point is third strike tournaments kind of came back uh and in a in a very real way once this was hitting home consoles and it had to be a matter of fact thing that gil was not available because he would be a black excuse me hole on the character select screen everything would be about gil what do you remember about him being overpowered in this game
1: uh he was ridiculous see you fill up your meters and then you, you would resurrect yourself <laughs> <laughs> well yeah <that's, laughs> and then like a, tell, tell him what that would then, look
0: like though because i i kind of wanted to oh, save I that mean, for the end because it, of I'm how sure. ridiculously yeah. powerful he was but you could beat him somehow you beat him and if and if the other person had a full bar of meter he would just wake back up and get a full life bar now i think yeah. you could interrupt that right if you were close enough you could hit him before yeah, the life bar you, would go all the yeah, way up
1: but he he basically burst you back. It was like a, um, it was like doing a, a guard break or whatever. Uh, not guard break, but a, a guard push, like in the mm-hmm. Marvel games and stuff like that. And so you'd push back, and like you had to be in the right position. And then there's like Seraph Wing or whatever. Like it would shoot a fireball on screen. It would do like, what was it, fifty or thirty percent chip damage? That's if you blocked it. If it hit you, it did like seventy. Yes, his or supers would like lop off
0: half or more of yeah. health bars.
1: So most of the people who played go online and all of them sucked uh because screw them but uh, they would sit there and taunt for half the match because they were just playing a broken character and, did I you mean, see they, the footage could that a...
0: i recorded for this <laughs> i found some <laughs> and that's exactly what they would be doing yes
1: that's what you do that's a, that's how you play a broken character you taunt for half the matchup so well yeah he <laughs> uh, had
0: matter it's... of fact amazing moves just think of like the damage output the frame data the lack of recovery um the the speed at which he would move crazy priority could easily kill in single sequences um and, and again could resurrect if you somehow managed to beat him through all of that if he had a full life bar hey dark phoenix uh he had a similar move set to urian's outside of kind of the specials um but was just incredibly better in every single way and there's just uh, it's just you're gonna lose to gil more than not and it's it becomes it becomes something, the game becomes something that uh, people don't ultimately want. Fun for a minute, sure, take them through the arcade mode, b- bust them out and see if you can beat the best guy at the arcade or whatever it is. But when it comes to let's see who the best player is, this kind of ability for, with this kind of a character gets very much in the way of showcasing player's skill. Something along yep. those lines. So Gil equals yep. no skill. All right, the third character is actually the 0.5. This is the half band. And a lot of people know about this one too. It is old Sagat from Street Fighter 2. What do we mean by old Sagat? Well, Sagat was actually the very first boss character in the franchise because he appeared as a non-playable final character in the arcade ladder of Street Fighter 1. That is not old Sagat. That's really old Sagat, and he's actually whatever. We don't care about him all that much in this context. Um, Now, in Street Fighter 2, he appeared, and you couldn't play as him until Champion Edition, uh, and then in the New Challengers, so Super Street Fighter 2, the New Challengers, when they welcomed in Fei Long and Kami, that is the version of Sagat that when we talk about Old Sagat we're referring to.
1: It's not a one-to-one port, like, but it's a very close version approximation of it, because uh, even Super uh, version of Sagat, like, I I don't think he had as fast a fireballs or as powerful of an uppercut. Um, but for some reason, when Capcom put Old Sagat into Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, they beefed him up even further. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but he he most closely, you're right though, dead on. Uh, he most closely resembles the Super version of the character.
0: Okay. Yeah. And the way you would do that is in Super Turbo, you could select Sagat, and after you selected him. I think the official code is up, down, up, up, down, and then light punch. Uh, But regardless, you can just mash up and down and hit punch, and you'll get it. You'll hear him say tiger, and you'll have the old version of him where he can't, you know, tech throws, doesn't have a super meter. But he has an amazing DP that does a ton of damage, and he's got really, really effective tiger shots. Beyond that, he's got a handful of normals that are very good at basically just playing this Street Fighter 2-101 Fireballs Uppercut Zoning game. And as I read it, like uh, obviously that's really good, but that necess- that wasn't necessarily enough of a reason to ban him. There's a lot of really powerful stuff in Street Fighter 2. As I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong here, John, the reason he was banned is because there just were certain matchups where that was so oppressive and so effective that it... it it basically deleted that character from the matchup. It became uh, all but unwinnable. And it's like not to say that, sure, you might score a, a, you know, a, a good jump in and get in and then be able to kill him or something like that. But that would happen so rarely at the high level that Sagat became what's called soft band in Japan. Old Sagat. Old yeah. Sagat was yeah. soft band in Japan, hence the half. Of a, of a character here and what that it, it, it basically it was it was considered dishonorable to play him yep. because it was you know it was he had
1: some eight two seven three matchups and it was like yeah i mean there are characters that with, with really lopsided matchups in that game you know it's a um you know a balrog Dalsim, a Vega vegar the top characters in that one typically uh and and they had really lopsided matchups depending on who you we were playing against uh just you know but uh but sagat just had so many of them it was it was just like sure you could play him but like Come on, yeah, yeah, you know, kind of thing. So, so, so the, John, who did you play in Super Turbo? I
0: okay, I actually played the other <laughs> night with my friend, and I picked Sagat, who's my main old <laughs> Sagat, and he started whining about it. And like, you can't do that. He's banned, and I'm like, no, I'm doing research. He's soft banned, which. Okay, He's so there, Akuma yeah. and Gil that we talked about, they're hard bans. That's like, you're not allowed to play them. Everyone agrees. Soft ban means the players have decided of their own accord on on the player side as opposed to the TO side of things that it's more honorable, like you said, to not do it because this is ultimately taking away from the game. And so it's it's not as egregious as our previous examples. But yeah, I have another David Serlin quote here. Um, says, he might not be as strong of a character as Balrog or Dalsim. Um but the problem is that there are several matchups where he just dominates. His tiger shots are so powerful that many characters spend the entire game just trying to get around them, and that's it. So, extremely repetitive kind of predictable gameplay not predictable and like you knew when he was going to throw him but predictable and like this is what we're going to get this is not what we want to do when we sit down to play to watch and all that stuff and so sagat soft band in japan and uh your friend will still give you crap about it if you pick him even in modern times (laughs) yes (laughs) all right this is this last one is the one that i think the the fewest people will know about but it is uh from alpha 2 it's evil ryu now, Evil Ryu, like Akuma, was a, a hidden character in Alpha 2, uh, like Akuma in ST, hidden character in Alpha 2, where you would um you'd start on Ryu, and you'd press right, up, down, left, and then you'd hold start and select Ryu, and his gi would turn black, and he would be Evil Ryu. He didn't have the hole in the chest, I don't think, and stuff, but he would have uh, basically a handful of Akuma-type moves, as we know Evil Ryu to have. And um, so, some of this, what this looked like, is he would get... Like, and
1: also, what he would do is he would, he would face... Let's see if I can do this properly. Properly. You would face the other way. Am I facing the other way now? No, I think I'm looking. looking there we go. Now I'm facing the other way. That's what that, that was what uh, evil Ryu would do. Oh. Like, if normal Ryu would face at you, evil Ryu was so cool. He looked counterculture
0: hot so, topic Ryu. Yeah. Cool. There so you go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> evil Ryu. And he had uh, his fireball turn into a purple one. I think he lost a little bit of his defensive stats, take a little more damage and stuff. But he gained things like uh, the ability to combo Tatsu into DP and, and stuff like that. Uh, but the I think uh, he also got a Raging Demon, but it was laughably bad. It's like you could jump out of it, and even if you did land it, there were better ways of using your meter than to try to go for a Raging Demon. So Evil Reuse uh, Alpha 2 Raging Demon was not the issue. Uh, a big issue with his uh, abilities in the game were that the via CC... Uh, you're familiar with the via cc for those that aren't cc does not stand for crush counter it stands for custom combo and you could in, in alpha 2 activate custom combo once you had enough meter what this would do would send your character into a state where they could basically just run their hand over the joystick and Everything that you would do would combo, and uh, and that would only be for a few seconds, but it was a big deal, and when you activated it, if you were within about sweep range, the activation itself would cause a, a hit if the player wasn't blocking, and that hit would be enough of an opening that you could then go into your custom combo, so that essentially meant once you were close enough... Uh, and it's a single input, I think it was two punches and a kick, or maybe it was two kicks and a punch, and they're interchangeable. Two punches
1: is a kick, yeah. yeah so a
0: single input, if they weren't blocking, they got hit, and then they went into your hardest hitting combo. This is like basically using V-trigger activation as a whiff punish. Think of it like that, okay? But you had to be next to them. Evil Ryu did not. Evil Ryu's blowback would affect the other character, regardless of where they were on screen, so you could even be full screen and uh, activate, and it would still hit them. Now, That didn't mean exactly as... as, It's not as scary as it sounds because he still had to capitalize on that and continue the combo but what it did mean is he was more effective with the ViACC and it's called I think the ViACC because ViA discovered it and was the one using it um, competitively ViA discovered it with Dan and he saved it for tournament like, yeah. like players did back in the day uh,
1: Yeah, I think it was against John Choi and he busted it out and uh, Choi started using it back on him as soon as he saw yeah. it but he actually discovered it playing arcade mode with Dan he was you know dicking around probably Sunnyvale Golfland uh, shout out to that uh, man that was a fun place to go to back in the day but um, um, he uh, he was playing with Dan, and he, you know, who, who plays with Dan except to, to mess around with And it was and all like characters, right? Custom combo, uh, well, I mean, back in the day, you pretty much play everyone because, you know, it's you get bored playing the CPU and stuff, mm-hmm. and there's only so much competition you're going to have, you know, going in there, right? Uh, but anyway, um, he's playing with Dan, and, and the custom combo was a joke, basically. It was a way of scoring, like, you know... 10 percent of the opponent's life bar by spinning like three bars, basically, but completely you know not not worthwhile. Um, but what would happen is he figured out that if you strung the right moves together, you could get massive damage from the custom combo. And of course, it was um it was you could not react block to it. it, it calling it unblockable is not quite right. Uh, but basically, if you were standing, if you weren't crouch blocking, you could pop the CC and go right into a sweep. And it was it was you did not have time. The opponent did not have time to to react block to it. And typically, the custom combo. Uh, uh, combo damage was about thirty to forty percent of your life. Uh, sometimes it was a, as much as like sixty. Uh, if you played someone like Rose, uh, all all Rose players are assholes.
0: <laughs> Agreed. And so, also, if anyone's hiring a, a journalist, I'm I'll, a fighting game journalist. I'm probably on the market after this. But, anyways, uh, so yes, evil reuse blowback could happen anywhere on the screen. That's not why he was banned, though. The reason why he was banned was because he was only available in American arcades. He wasn't available across the uh, the globe, and so only Americans were playing with him at the time, and so he was uh, agreed upon as to not be used in tournament, because similar to the likes of when, you know, Mortal Kombat 9 released Kratos only on the PlayStation version, or when uh, in Soul Calibur 2 back in the day, you would get Link if you played on Nintendo, or Hihachi if you played on Sony, and Spawn if you played in Microsoft, or Xbox, I should say. Um, so So other players couldn't practice with or use or get experience with the characters and so they wouldn't be tournament viable that was evil reuse thing in alpha 2 because as good as that sounds he actually ultimately only was a mid-tier character Um, and you know it depends on the context of the game what are other characters able to do that sounds really good yes it was really good but it only ultimately made him a mid-tier and so he was still banned. And that has all but become antiquated. Evil Ryu is now a viable character to play in Alpha 2 tournaments wherever they pop up, uh, because the world has become a much smaller place. And like I said earlier, the issues of characters being overpowered, not really a thing anymore because we have quick patches and stuff. And then the other main reason we see characters get banned like this is because they're not available across the board. Well, that's becoming much less of a thing too. So, I don't foresee this being as much of an issue, you know, in the future, but um there it is and there's the 3.5 characters that have been banned from street fighter tournaments over the years um there are others that have been uh, i think what was it goken was was imagined or they they wondered about banning him because he kind of fit the same bill as like gil and akuma yeah. right he was a uh, the last he character that super you unlock back throw and he's got yeah, that super cheap yeah. back throw but yeah he was the last <laughs> character you would unlock so it's like he sounded like oh is he a boss god character uh spoilers he was not but um yeah these are the ones and let, let us know in the comments by the way if you knew all of these already or if you learned something and uh thanks so much for watching and that's all i had to say about banned characters oh uh, I, I gotta do the honorable mention of uh, second impact akuma too mm. as well
1: uh that he was uh he was banned in some tournaments he was not like globally banned but um uh you know and then second impact got replaced by third strike right so um so just wanted to shout out him real quick too but uh, but yeah good stuff man
0: that's why we have you
1: All right, John, I want to do now a tier list of the easiest characters to play in Street Fighter V. And, and this is this is a multifaceted thing. So if you basically just want to pick up a character and, you know, mash your face on the joystick, have some fun, do some good stuff, this is an easy way of basically going about it, right? Uh, and uh, if you don't want to invest years of your life into playing a game, uh, we'll have a few characters that you should probably avoid. Hmm. Uh, so getting into it right now, uh, this is sorted alphabetically in, in each category. Um, mash your face on the joystick easy characters are Balrog, Kami, M. Bison, and Uh Uh, These are are great characters to start out with if you're trying to learn uh, fighting games for the first time. Unfortunately, they also work at the highest levels of play because Capcom is stupid and decided to make characters who are way too simple high-end fighters as well. Uh, Thankfully, most of them were nerfed in the most recent patch, uh, but still, it's kind of ridiculous how easy of a time these characters have compared to the rest of the cast, especially in this game where that's a really big deal. Um... You play these characters basically uh, to play checkers while your opponent is forced to play chess. Mm. Heck yeah. Well, speaking of (laughs) M-Bison and
0: mashing, can you guys mash Psycho Crush on that uh, like button? And uh, while you're there, shoot us a comment. Let us know if you uh, agree with this list or or rather who you think is going to be and then whether you agreed by the end of it. And then also if you could uh, subscribe, we would really appreciate it.
1: Spoilers, no one agrees with my list. But yes, going on next, we have the basic characters. Uh, We've got Abigail, Alex, Birdie, E-Honda, Ed, Falk, Kin, Laura, Nash, Armika, Rashid, Sakura, Zangief. The the set of fighters are not very hard to play, uh, as they typically rely on the same setups and approaches, and once you get those down, there isn't much else you need to learn. Uh, unlike the characters in the previous category, however, there is depth beyond the surface level, which is nice, uh, in the form of some advanced combos and tricks. They, they have some stuff that you can pick up and do that's like, okay, hey, if you really want to take them to another level, they've got it. So, um, however, the, the thing about these basic characters is, is Um, they don't ever have to tap into those advanced things to be strong. You just need to learn their core stuff, which can take a bit of time, uh, usually about a week or two, and then you'll have almost everything down you need to be fairly good with them. Uh, not, not saying that, you know, everyone's going to play this, you know, for two weeks and be you know ultimate grandmaster with, you know, Kin with that. I'm, I'm just saying that their core setups or their core stuff that you need to learn to be competent with them. You can usually get down at about now, a week or two. Now, uh,
0: this might be helpful in kind of figuring out because you've already alluded to, like this doesn't necessarily apply to, you know, you have to be within a certain sort of skill window or understanding window of the game in a similar conversation to when you're talking about a tier list. It really applies to when you're playing at the highest level as understanding goes down obviously you know a, a lower tier character can more easily beat a high tier character because of the player skill and such but do you have sort of like a window of like where this necessarily applies
1: it, it, it's applicable mostly for uh, people who are kind of starting out looking for a new main uh, other things like that like at a, certainly not at a pro level because of the, you know the pros know all. like, this stuff like
0: maybe with like ranked online like wh- where would you say like
1: Oh yeah, um like silver gold uh somewhere around there. Uh anything below uh at or below, uh below those ranks should be fine with this list. So. Okay. All right. So moving on now, we have the average characters. These are the characters who are, you know, just middle of the pack. Um uh, that would be Akira, Blanca, Cody, Kage... Colleen, Luke, Ryu, and Urien. Uh, for Street Fighter V, these characters have an average amount of execution and technical ability required. Not only do you need to be able to execute your combos, but your awareness of spacing and timing are also actually important now. Uh, if you play Bison or Balrog before, you don't need to have awareness of anything. You just do crap, and you're good to go. But these characters actually have to factor that stuff in there. Uh, these characters uh, take about a couple weeks to get uh, competent um, with them, and then you need to have, you know, understanding of your matchups and other stuff like that. At. um some people will reach their max potential with these fighters after like a year or two of practice like they're they're you know they're average and i know street fighter 5 has like a bit of a reputation for not being that execution heavy mm-hmm. you pretty much pick a character from this list beyond and, and you're going to have an experience there where it's like okay there's there's depth and complexity here uh that that people take for granted you know kind of, a lot of people pick characters from the easier basic list and think like the game is just you know stone cold easy to play and all that kind of stuff and sure you play those characters and you're going to have a much easier time but but anyone here from the average and beyond list you're, you're going to have a much more uh um intense time playing the game i wouldn't call these particular uh, characters hard to play but they are definitely more challenging than the, than the first two sets of characters it's
0: interesting that luke's here um i don't disagree but i think that people have various ways of looking at luke because Uh, Well, and and he's designed as such, right? Because he's got those sort of um, execution-based combo extenders if you learn the timing and such. But he doesn't necessarily need to resort to those to get, you know, just basic stuff done. So um, I would imagine that Luke might also be a character that could jump between two different... you know rankings depending on how you approach him and and, um, the fact that Capcom has designed him and maybe others but certainly him to be more versatile in this I think is a really good look Uh, maybe kind of scary and dangerous because like who knows what sort of Pandora's boxes you might open when you're trying to do that kind of a thing but if successful and it seems like they're decently so uh, that's I think a really good thing and I would hope more characters would have that in the future too
1: yeah, if you took out like Luke's like just frame timing and stuff, he would definitely be in the easy or even basic category. Like, I mean, he's he would definitely fall down, but he generally has to use that stuff to get most of his like Oki setups and other things. So, um, that's why I have him in the average category. Uh, it, it's a he does take a, a good bit to use if you want to really kind of not maybe maximize his potential, but really un- unlock his mm-hmm. potential. That's how I would say yeah. it. Yeah. So, Moving on now, we have the technical characters, and and there is a solid step up here with these fighters compared to the rest of the cast um, uh, that that we previously covered. You're likely looking at a month or more of time before you can play them competently. Making a single mistake in Street Fighter V can actually cost you the entire game, and making that error mid-combo when you should be winning is a really disheartening experience. Mm -hmm. Get used to that happening here with these characters, and that would be Akuma, Chun-Li, Dan, Fong, Ibuki, Jury, G, Gil, Guile, Karen, Lucia, Sagat, Seth, and Vega. Uh, because you drop something with these and you're on your back and then you're dead. And, and it's like, okay, uh, someone like Vega has like all the stance cancels and whatnot that you have to get into. So not only do you have to be in the right stance to initiate the combo, you need to also change your stance and mid stance and <laughs> mid combo and get in there and do that kind of stuff. And it can get really, it can you've got to learn to juggle a lot right so if you're a beginning player you need to think twice about picking a fighter from this list if you want to have an easier experience and basically from this point out we discuss characters who are going to require extra levels of effort compared to most of the other characters in the game to win with it is you're you're starting to get into like Ooh, can you handle this type thing
0: akuma's here that's interesting and i don't disagree but can you talk a little bit about why akuma's in this and and not in others
1: so, uh, the, the basic thing with Akuma is is he has a lot of tools, and you need to understand where to use him at in every situation, and lower life is actually a very big deal in this game. Uh, it's it's a game that's very punishing, and, and making one of those mistakes here with Akuma, uh, like for example, not getting his um, uh, instant air fireball to come out at the right angle, he actually is fairly negative on those if you don't do it right. Now, I'm not saying it's extremely hard to you know get it a couple times there in training mode or even in a match and stuff like that, but actually getting it consistent. Getting those those air fireballs positioned really well. And I'm not talking about V-Trigger 1 air fireballs. I'm talking about normal Mm -hmm. air fireballs and whatnot. V-Trigger 1, you can pretty much just spam it, and you're pretty much going to get good results from it, right? but but he has enough awareness and enough other stuff with his execution that he takes a decent bit of skill to use, uh, and and when you don't do that, when you you have the lowest life in the game, that you are getting punished for. So it's like okay, yeah, that's a that's a pretty fair trade off there for Akuma, and that's why I have him on the more technical end of, of the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he does have quite a bit. He has to jump. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Alright, next up we have the really difficult characters, and those who are hardcore need not apply. Uh, I know Street Fighter V doesn't have that reputation that we're talking about for like being a heavy technical game, but if you play one of these characters, there's a lot to wrap your head around, and these would be Dalsam, Oro, Poison, Rose, and Zeku. Uh, giving your opponent too many juggling pins to keep track of is a big-time strategy in Street Fighter V, meaning they can't be ready for every option you're going to throw at them, right? It's like, okay, you might be ready for a jump, uh, but are you ready for a dash? Or are you ready for me to uh, whiff punish you? Or other stuff like that. Like, all the juggling pins that you can throw at someone, that's a really important part of this game. Mm -hmm. Well, when you play a really difficult character, uh, you're starting off by giving your opponent a few extra juggling pins because of how many options there are for you to explore with these characters. Uh, These characters take months, if not a a year or more of steady play to fully wrap your head around them. Uh, and that's what we saw actually kind of across the board, even with like Poison and whatnot, uh, with Idom and with uh, Fudo. It took them a while to get that character really up to a high level. Uh, and then most of the Dalsum players weren't wrecking shop until, you know, a year or two or three are further out with Dalsum. It took them a while and he was a launch character. Uh, unfortunately, with War- uh, Oro and Rose, um, they've never really caught on. They're kind of really difficult and most people still consider them to be fairly low tier. So they're kind of in that, that no man's land that you do not want to be at. Hard to play uh, and not it, worth it. Yeah, that's uh, so you, you kind of have to really love those characters to kind of play them and stuff and then Zeku uh, falls in the middle of that as a DLC character. Uh, again, he did not take off right away, uh, but but when he did take off, he was he was winning tournaments and he was doing really well. Uh, so three out of the five characters that, that fall into this category are actually the high tier, what you want them to be. Uh, if you're going to make a really difficult character to play, they generally should be very powerful to offset that because of the human error factors and stuff.
0: Oh, uh, You know what would be interesting is going back through all of this and seeing where, um, based on how strong each of these characters are if they are uh, at least in their difficulty to play where they should be you know, quote unquote, should mm-hmm. be. But I like that kind of idea. Yeah. And Zeku, Zeku's basically you're learning two characters, right? Because all of his normals and such, they're, they're different. Even even those are different between the forms. Like everything about him is different the style, the approach, and zoning versus rushdown. Um, yeah. So I can see that there. And I've, I've heard you talk about Rose a million times and such. And she did get second place at the uh, CPT uh, North America West, thanks to Filipino Man. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen a ton of, of winning with her. And can you believe She's been out for over a year. That's crazy to me. Yeah. We're getting old, man. Time flew by. Yeah, so, yeah. And I, I, I don't disagree with most anything here. Um, I think all these characters... I, I I don't know Poison uh, well enough to say that she's that hard to play, but I have heard that kind of a thing. I just man, I see those life bars melt from her go to combos and I go like, ah, that's really good. And then that's my <laughs> that's my level of resolution with poison sometimes. But. Yeah, it's a she's very hard to play and then we
1: have the, the the final character here where you need to grow a third arm and another brain and that would be Monat uh, one of the most difficult characters I've ever seen in fighting games to play. Uh, were extremely tight execution, high levels of knowledge, matchup knowledge, and understanding are absolutely required. Uh, this was seemingly Capcom's answer to people who said that Street Fighter V wasn't technical at all, launching one of the most difficult characters to play we've ever seen in a Street Fighter game, maybe the most difficult overall. I don't know if there's a character that requires more in a Street Fighter game than Minot, uh, and if there is one, you know, people can shout that out there in the comments and other places. But uh, for for my money, I think she's she's the number one. I've ever seen in a Street Fighter game. I, very, very crazy. Very hard to play.
0: Yeah, and, and in such a way that I would argue, and tell me if you agree or not, that if Monat wasn't... Um attractive as a character and i don't just mean like she's a waifu she happens to be a waifu and people like her because of that but like she, there, there's a version where she's a you know a char- charismatic male character or whatever my point is like people love the characters uh you know like sort of personality and physical visual design and such i think that's been huge in Manat's popularity and if she wasn't that like if she was just a character that no one really cared about otherwise and it was all about her gameplay I think she would be a total dud in this game because after she was yep. really good in in season three, right? Was it? Yeah, I think in season three is when the Minot was like Reign of Terror, and you saw those that could pull it off—the Justin Wongs, the Sakos and such infiltration—really uh, doing a number with her. But once she got nerfed, well, she's still really hard to play, but. It, it, like you say, she's so far up on this technicality list that it just doesn't seem worth it to people, and so like they can appreciate her as a character, but they don't appreciate her as a as a playable character like they did before. And uh, and I do think that she's holding on to significance because of. Who she is, not so much how she plays. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. It's a she. She's basically that was my former main before Rose came out, and, and it's it, it took me I think a full year to get even remotely competent with her, and it was just I I, I was like oh my gosh like this character is insane, um, and it it it. it, it yeah, so it, it's when I joke about growing a third arm and a second brain, I'm. I'm I was gonna also say, not I'm, I'm yeah. really glad you yeah. got rid of
0: the third arm because I mean, as effective yeah. as it was in helping you play this character, it looked goofy. <laughs> I just, I, I wasn't gonna say it then, but I think we're far enough removed from it now that I can tell you. Yeah.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you for holding on to that for a while. So, um, I, I'm going to bring up here this Quadric graphic uh, and just kind of talk about a little bit of of. Uh, so, so, there's a basic category here of. Um, hard to play easy to play and then high tier and low tier and if your character is easy to play in high tier why would you not want that here you know why why would you not want the this, this basic structure of I it? And mean, fighting games are more complex than this little you know quadrant graphic i i, I brought up um but it, it, it's 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 very much like a there's a sweet spot in here where um if it's if if it's super easy to do in your high tier everyone's going to do it and that is the history of fighting games that is what we've seen we've seen it with bayonetta and smash 4 uh we've seen it with cami and street fighter 5 we've seen it in a number of games like and and if you're capcom and and your characters fall into this category here uh, of um high tier and easy to play you failed you have flat out failed at your job because Everyone's going to gravitate to those characters. Everyone's going to play those characters and, and that's when you should know that you've messed up and, and I just wanted to dialogue a little bit about that and, and characters falling into the other categories of like you know, uh, uh, the, the, the No Man's Land of Rose and Oro where they're they're um, very hard to play and then they're very low tier. That's also a No Man's Land you don't want your characters to fall into but like the, the community tends to get more outraged over someone like Luke. Uh, being you know super strong versus characters being super weak because mm-hmm. that but affects the, characters the are super whole weak.
0: cast that affects everyone that's playing yes. the game that it runs into you the ones that aren't good and are hard to play that affects just that character for the most part.
1: Well said. So and, and so you can see characters that are going to fuck fall all over the gamut here. Uh, we we have uh, um, the the graphic up and kind of uh, uh, ignore that Cammy's double the size as everyone else because you know that's just that's coincidence. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, it, it's it, it's basically it, it's an interesting kind of like a, a thought study of, of where these characters fall and kind of like looking at them in a more objective kind of way instead of oh I play these characters and it's okay that they're powerful. Shout out a demon curse because he plays Cammy and he, Cammy is definitely justified with all this kind of stuff right uh because i you know if you player that's a, the whole thing right but it's like it's also looking at your the player base as a whole like what's good for the games collectively not just what's good for me uh you know the earlier segment we talked about with uh, um you know the, the band characters and stuff like that you might be having fun but think of what that's doing to your opponent and what it's kind of doing to the overall health of the game and so that's why i brought up this graphic here just kind of look at things from a different perspective and, and there we go All right, y'all, that's going to wrap us up for this week of Event Hub's Talking Black. Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. See you.